Yeah, you should be listening to this in sequential Sequence. order. This is um, not. I'll add a. Sp- I'll I'll jump in at the beginning and be like, for the love of God, do not listen to this unless you have listened to the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ignore that warning, you have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in to Dumb Kids Playing Hero, a Standing Stones actual play production focused on communal world building and having fun with friends. Today, we will not be playing our usual game of Idiot Teenagers with a Death Wish. Instead, we'll be playing a game written by our very own Jade called Ephemera in Memoriam. Playing with me today, we have August. Hello, I'm August. I waved at the microphone as per usual. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. You can find some other podcasts I do on Twitter at FTLCast and uh, Gay Space Pod, although both Brian and I are bad at maintaining the Gay Space Pod uh, Twitter account. Um, and my pronouns are they, them. Mac? Hello, I am Mac. You can find me on the internet wherever you get good content at Citadel of Swords. Uh, you can find the podcasting guild that we are a part of at Stones underscore Standing on Twitter. Jade? Hello, I'm Jade. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Jade Oxford Rose and on TikTok at Oxford Rose because <laughs> I'm trying to use it more. Um, and yeah, if you like this game, let me know and I'll put it on itch. But for now, it is just here. <laughs> Richard? Hi, I'm Richard. You can find me on Twitter at Corvus underscore Azure. And Brian? Hi, I'm Brian. You can find me on the internet at RoomwearPod. You can find, uh, you can come talk to us about this, uh, what is almost certainly going to be an uplifting and spirit-fortifying <laughs> session over on our Discord linked below. Check out our YouTube uh, channel, which also should be linked below. Uh, check out Twitch, where August and I stream games. I don't think there's a link below. I really just need to put a Linktree link on all of our podcasts. It would be so much easier. We have a card um, for this exact reason we do have a card true is link tree different from a card yes there are two different things but the card has everything linked linked on it including our youtube uh which is currently a random string um 
Is that subscribe to our YouTube account? Yes. <laughs> Please, before I have to buy another URL. Is it standingstones.card? Yes. Uh, let me check that. <laughs> it might be standingstones.card. Um, Thank you for joining us, everyone. We're very organized today. <laughs> <laughs> it is standingstones.card. C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Cool. Thank you. There you go. And, um... But yeah, check us out on Twitch, too. Um, August and I just finally fi- finished the um, Sisyphean task of, of beating Oddworld Soulstorm. Uh, it was great. Not really. Yeah. What was your um, death count? Uh, something like 500-something. Well, but we didn't stop. We haven't stopped the death count yeah, since starting was, the Oddworld games. It was yeah. like 200-something because we carried over 300 from New and Tasty. Gotcha. Yeah, so I technically died less, but was very much more frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but we're not going to talk about that here. We'll talk about it on no. on Twitch at some point. Yeah, yeah. come come listen to me bitch about of two point five D platformers on Twitch. The end. Goodbye. Uh, and I'm Danielle. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Redtail Talk ninety, and I use she or they pronouns. Uh. Ephemera in Memoriam is a game about exploring grief through the things left behind after someone's death, the memories we have of them, and the relationships shaped by that person's influence and absence. As you are hopefully aware, uh, on the last session of Dumb Kids, we lost one of our player characters, uh, Ariel. We wanted to spend a little bit of time in that grief before moving on. We hope that this game will serve as a eulogy of sorts for both ourselves and you, the listeners. If you didn't Uh, know that, um, I'm sorry. Go back and listen to the last. (laughs) Yeah, you should be listening to this in sequential order. This is Um, not. I'll add a. I'll I'll jump in at the beginning and be like, for the love of God, do not listen to this unless you have listened to the previous episode. (laughs) (laughs) And if you ignore that warning, you have no one to blame but yourself. Uh, Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are racism, sexism, transphobia, homophobia, anti-Semitism, violence against children, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, emotional abuse, self-harm, suffocation, drowning, and claustrophobia. Our veils, which are things we're okay with including but won't leave the camera on, are steamy situations, terminal illness, pandemics, and depression. Content warnings for this game include uh, major character death, grief, and mourning, somewhat obviously. Uh, and our usual content warnings for the setting of mind control, descriptions of bodily harm, body horror, substance use slash abuse, including alcohol and stimulants, violence against people who are in the bodies of animals and people dealing with trauma, often poorly. Uh, all right. So that is our intro. Um, I am here to facilitate the game and to play non-player characters. Ariel is here to play... Hello. God, motherfucker. Matt is here <laughs> to play Ariel uh, <laughs> when uh, when and if she comes up in scenes. Um, so it is primarily uh, August, Brian, Richard, and Jade who will be uh, in the turn order for this game. Um, uh, this game is inspired by games uh, including House and Dark Sentencer by Marn S. and Random Access Histories by Ben Roswell. Um, it is a card drawing game. You draw a card and that card serves as a prompt 
for a scene that you then set. Um, to begin, we're going to establish who the deceased person is. Ariel. Hello. Uh, how how long ago they died and optionally how they died. We know how they died. Um, we do want to figure out how long ago uh, that uh, ill-fortuned mission happened. I would like to say that it was fairly recent at least. Yeah, like I don't think it should yeah. be more than a week. Yeah. I like, wouldn't call that mission ill-fortuned was- either. It was very successful until the end. I mean, nobody uh, failed a roll uh, until the end. Listen, I, I would. Sorry, go ahead, Jane. August. I'd be inclined to say this could, in theory, scenes could start in the immediate aftermath. There's mm-hmm. no reason why these scenes have to be sequential. This yeah. could be like starting from getting back to the boat mm-hmm. to however long afterwards we want it to be okay. if people are comfortable with that mm-hmm. i like that um so let's set a, a a maximum time away of i don't know say 2 weeks yeah and we can always start with a scene they don't have to be in chronological order right Leaving aside the fact that scenes can happen in the past anyway, there's no reason why we couldn't like say like oh, this is X number of days after. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we need to establish. Let's see. Sorry, I'm speed reading because I was bad and didn't read this right beforehand. Um. <laughs> Uh, oh. we need we need to establish the setting but we've done like at this point 80 odd episodes of <laughs> establishing the setting so yeah yep uh yeah some of the questions in here sort of aren't especially relevant for us because we are already established as a group mm-hmm. of characters who know each other mm-hmm. and the world that we're in mm-hmm. um so this is not soon after, not long after that mission. Uh, you all are playing your usual characters. Mac and I are here to play NPCs or Ariel. Um, and these scenes may occur in the past. They may occur in the present. Um, they may occur through dreams, memories, flashbacks. Um, the... Uh, the, the main conceit of the game is that your characters are um, either going through the deceased's personal effects or coming across them in the course of returning to your life. Um, and as you come across these personal effects, they engender emotions. Um, and we have scenes about them. Uh the we know why folks are here we know how fresh the bereavement is um everyone knows why everyone else is here mm-hmm. uh and we established a time frame uh so let's let's move directly into playing the game if everyone feels okay with that yeah i'm good with that Sure, yeah. let's rumble. 
let's let's see if this boat floats. <laughs> the game one, not the actual one. As far as I'm aware, there are no issues with our in-universe boats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the way that this game proceeds, uh, we have a deck of cards virtually that has been shuffled without jokers. Um, uh, when it is your turn, you will draw a card and you will refer to these very helpful tables that are in the game. The uh, suit of the card determines uh, what kind of type of item found. Uh, diamonds are cash, jewelry, antiques, electronics, things that are easy to sell. Clubs are collectibles slash memorabilia, records or CDs, movies, books, uh hobbyish type things. Hearts are things with sentimental value, family heirlooms, photo albums, personal letters and diaries, plush toys, things made by the deceased. And spades are unmentionables, secrets, things kept from family, dangerous items, confessions, weapons, porn stash, risque photos, gender-affirming clothes or materials, toys, incriminating evidence. The premise of the scene that occurs is determined by the card's value. Um, Goes from ace to king. We have a secret uncovered, a private moment, a toast, a confrontation, a meal together, broken beyond repair, a lie revealed, drinking into the night, raised voices or urgent whispers, insomnia strikes, an unexpected arrival, a shift in perspective, a eulogy. You may choose to draw an additional card if you want some more prompting for your scene. Um, And then you establish the scene however you desire. Um, You say who else may be present. If anyone, it may be a solo scene if you wish. Um, And you role play out the scene until you feel like the scene is over and then play passes on to the next person. Uh, game. The game goes in rounds um, until we feel that time has come to end the game. Um, so with that, who wants to lead the first scene? This is not me volunteering. I just wanted to say that we also have an additional element uh, because of who Mac is as a person. Yes. That is to say... Somebody out for blood at all times <laughs> I have, who has I have prepared a list of items. They, um, yes. So I don't know if that's if people need a suggestion or you're going to just offer them up as and when Mac, but yeah, that's there. I listed stuff, terrifying. especially for like hearts and spades for Ariel mm. so that no one is trying to establish shit about Ariel. Mm-hmm. Um. Not that I don't trust y'all. I also have some. I ha- I also have some thoughts for clubs because um, I know Ariel's taste. Uh, but so that's for me to throw out as needed. I'm I'm almost certainly gonna throw shit out for spades because I told y'all I loaded the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I and I just I have one joke for clubs that I need to make sure gets gets told. <laughs> Uh, you are not absolutely obligated to take the options that Mac provides um, but obviously collaborate with Mac on whatever you do come up with because we're establishing things about their character 
Um, I'll go first. Excellent. Thank you. Boop. So draw a card. <laughs> spade right off Instantly. the bat. Instantly. Two of spades. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so spades are unmentionable secrets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And two is a private moment. <laughs> oh boy. So I think this is probably like two days after the incident. I think um I think Adrian has been like spent the first day like in a complete haze. And then the second day he's been like roaming listlessly around the ship. Um, I don't know if he would immediately go to Ariel's room to rummage around. So I'm wondering, Mac, if there is a loaded gun that would be found somewhere not in Ariel's room. (laughs) Oh, the way that you say that um, is so fucking funny. Um, Like Ariel would ever use a gun. Um, Give me the loaded dragon beam. I can take it. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're going to start off. You know what we'll do? We will start off light. Okay. Um, Because this is is a fairly simple thing that you can find in the kitchen, um, which is a bottle of antidepressants dated from last October. Huh. Is it empty or is it full? It is half full. Okay. I think Adrian like turns it over in his hands for a little bit. It doesn't. He doesn't immediately open it, but I think he does open it to count the pills that are left and just kind of sighs a little when he realizes, you know, that the bottle was was half full and was dated from so long ago. Um, <laughs> like the fact that there's any rattling around in there when this bottle is dated from what four months ago, yeah, is like yeah. somebody dropped off of their meds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know that this is a private moment, but if somebody wants to interrupt the moment because Adrian's not paying attention, hmm. um, so if somebody wants to interrupt the moment, feel free. Um, otherwise Adrian's just going to kind of pocket the bottle, um, and not say anything to anybody. Um, um, I think you could probably extrapolate that them being in the kitchen means that Ariel was trying to go back onto them. Mm-hmm. That that was, that was her trying to, like, trying to do a reminder of, like, eat breakfast and take your meds and start taking your fucking meds again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I think that he, that just confuses him a little more. Because it's like, if she 
was trying to take the pills again, then why would she put herself in a situation where she was surely going to, you know, surely going to die? Do you want to end the scene there? Because I have an idea of who shows up. Yeah, go for it. Uh, who uh, is it? Who is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alma. I think they they have followed you into the kitchen because they heard you get up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they come in after you've picked the bottle up. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe before you've pocketed it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, and uh, they can see that you're holding something, but not necessarily what you're holding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they quietly ask because I feel like I feel like the boat is in this place where like everyone's being quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that heaviness that descends upon a place. Um, and so. They're just like, what did you find? Adrian, like, jumps and, like, juggles the pill bottle. So it's, like, obviously rattling because uh, he was startled before he manages <laughs> to, like, catch hold of it again. And just, like, um, I don't think he's slick enough to, like, pocket it without Alma noticing but um I do think that he says just just some random stuff you know just some just some random stuff that needs to be cleaned up it's a you know you know nobody we don't stick to a chore wheel or anything and I'm I'm here and Mm -hmm. You know, obviously he's lying. Yeah. Uh, I think Alma leans against the the counter a little bit uh, and crosses their arms. They're giving you a look that tells you that they know that you're lying. Um, But I don't think they press the issue. Um, I think they kind of just like look at you for a second. Uh and then offer to make some eggs or something. I'm, I'm not really hungry, but thanks. I appreciate it. You should eat. I can get away with not eating. You can't. Okay. And uh, Adrian, like, I, I think that Adrian does pocket the bottle now. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe he'd had it at his side, but now he he slips it into his pocket and, like, kind of goes to the fridge and pulls out some eggs mm-hmm. uh, and hands them to Alma. Um, completely not paying attention to the fact that Alma needs to get a pan to to make the eggs in and stuff like that just you know how when you're when you're on autopilot but your autopilot fucks up because you're fucked up Mm -hmm. um but i think i think that scene yeah yeah 
All right. So just pull a card, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it right. I didn't do it right. <laughs> you you click and drag to move it, uh, and then you can click it to flip it. Why is it blank? Because uh, it says Ace of Diamonds on my or. Uh, oh, okay. It's yeah, I don't game. fucking see it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Well, Ace of Diamonds works. Yeah, at least I think that's what it is. Sure. Uh, what? Nope. <laughs> Hold on a second. This is wrong. Oop. I did a bad. I did a bad. It still says there's 51 <laughs> cards in the deck. Yeah. Um, how do I draw a card? Click. Move. Okay, If you should be able to just click on this one to flip it. Like, click once. I am. Not on the, on the a- card that's on the table, Bran. The other one. What card that's on the table? I don't see a card you, that's on the table. This see, is all I see. Do you see uh, the King of Diamonds? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Brian, hit reload for me really quick. Does everybody else see the King of Diamonds? Okay, now I see it. Okay, okay. there we go. All right. King of King Diamonds. Of Di- <laughs> <laughs> all right, King of Diamonds is... Cash, jewelry, antiques, electronics, things that are easy to sell on. King, a eulogy. <laughs> Starting off with a eulogy. I didn't come up with any diamonds because that's mostly, honestly, shit. Ariel probably didn't have. Um, but so <laughs> go ham. <laughs> this okay. ain't on me. <laughs> As a, a reminder, you can draw a second card, which can give you like if this is in the past or uh, the emotional tone of the scene and, like, all that jazz, okay. if you want. Um, no, no, no. I can riff on this. I can riff on this. Um, oh. This is real easy. Uh, for who we're talking about, right? Because um, Ariel and Kel moved basically all of their shit onto the boat, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ariel moved uh, all of her shit onto the boat. Right. And Ariel was actively going to college before all of this started up. Mm. Which means that Ariel uh, had a computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what kind of computer did Ariel have, Mac? Oh, God, I don't know. Probably oh. something. Oh, hang on, hang on. Let Ariel. me check something. Also, Ariel, I think I've retconned at some point that Ariel was not going to college, but Ariel can have had a computer. So, can Ariel have had an iMac? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, one of the colored ones? Yes. They came out in yes. 1998. Yes. Ariel can have had one of the iMacs. Because I was sitting here going, because I said at some point that Ariel was not going to college. Um, She had decided to take time off after she left high school and she was focusing on kickboxing for a while. Um, But um, if Ariel was going to college, I was like, what fucking computer would have been good for uh, physics students to have had in the early 2000s? But since she wasn't going to college, it can be one of those colored iMacs. It's definitely the orange one. Okay, good. 
They literally were discontinued in 2003, the ones that you're thinking about. <laughs> you she, got it in our, she got it before they were discontinued. <laughs> so we moved on to the G4, which is frankly my preferred like form factor of iMac. But anyways, um, all right. So I, I think. Uh, I think it's roughly the same day. Everybody's passed out. Dante is not sleeping. No shit. Um, and are I am assuming we're on the little boat at least right now. Yeah. So, uh, uh. I th think that he, uh, so he's like wandering through the boat. He's just kind of listless. He could not sit still, uh, in his bedroom. Um, and he tried to do work, but he couldn't focus enough to do work. So now he's just pacing, um, and probably like, listening to music on his iPod or something like that. And... He, like, walks past Ariel's room on the boat, and there's this giant orange mech. Um, it's like a signal. Like a, like a fucking, like, road cone drawing him in. <laughs> um, and like a moth to a Technicolor flame, he goes to the computer. Uh, and boots it up. I'm sure there is a way to, like, force your way into an iMac... Uh, I just haven't done any research on it, but I'm sure there's a way to, like, brute force your way into an iMac using, like, a safe mode or something like that. Um, or as, that's even assuming Ariel has a password on her computer. <laughs> mm, it's probably a dumb password. Yeah. Um. And... I I think he just does the thing that he usually does when he's, like, got uh, somebody else's computer, which is he just, like, gets into it and he starts poking around, um, looking at what files are available. Um, not, like, diving into pictures or anything, like, all right, what does this person have installed? What do we have here? God, I hate the Mac interface. <laughs> Oh my god, already Dante is onto Linux and is telling people how good Linux is. Hmm. What's their high score on Nanosaur? Yeah. Um, is this a no. thing on Macs? I don't even know what early Macs yeah. had. Yeah, you had you had Nanosaur, you had uh -huh. uh, like a little tank game, you had uh, the like bombardment game where you had like, you had to stop missiles hitting your, your things. I don't remember what the names of any of them were except Nanosaur. <laughs> My brother and I were fucking ace at it. <laughs> um. So the. Uh, so yeah. So then I think like Dante is just sitting there staring for like a while. Um. Meanwhile, like the the camera is just kind of like fixed behind his back. We get like sort of the time-lapse progression of the thing of him just doing things um and there's like the the like muffled sounds of of music coming out of a pair of like uh like ill-fitting 
<laughs> 2003 earbuds. Um, cause the insertable ones were not super popular at the time. Uh, and, uh, I think eventually Dante takes that puck fucking mouse that these things had. Um, yeah, those motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Double clicks on whatever the email program is inside of a Mac. I still, I do not know. I'm sure it's just labeled email, uh, for babies, like everything in a Mac. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, that's not, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be disparaging to Mac people. Uh, no, you should be disparaging to Mac people. <laughs> I say as somebody who has a MacBook. Um, but Dante opens up the email. Um, it's probably, I assume your computer's not connected to the internet inside of our boat. No. Uh, probably the only computers connected to the internet are Dante's and Kel's because they're wired up to like a, a, like a salvage satellite dish on top of the boat that's pointed at something else that has an internet source. <laughs> um, but, uh, Dante clicks it, um, enters into the, 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 so the from line is Ariel's email address. The to line, Dante puts in in Ariel's email address. Um, hmm. And uh, header. Uh, is. Uh, I. Should have. Long pause delete uh i'm sorry long pause delete um and then tab uh move into the body of the email there is no header anymore mm. uh and dante is like I know that you would probably be yelling at me right now for doing what needed to be done. Period. Still feel bad about it. Period. I don't think anyone else realizes what happened but me. Period. Mostly everybody else was either passed out or not there. And I don't think the Andalites realized what's going on. Period. I know what's up. Period. I don't know if I would have made the same choice, period. It's not like I thought he was going to throw it, I guess. Period. I legitimately thought that it was going to be me before you. Or maybe that somehow we weren't going to make it out of this. Or we were all going to make it out of this. Period. You don't really think a whole lot about being the one who keeps going. Period. And then I think Dante throws the computer against the wall. 
and then calmly walks out of this bedroom and shuts the door behind him. Good. That's good shit. Next. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's da- Danielle goes next. Uh, Danielle's not in the turn order, so it's Jade's turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, I also pulled uh, diamonds, um, five, which is specifically a meal together. Mm. And I think I want this to be a memory or a scene that happened in the past. Mm. Um, And if you're down with this, Mac, I think it maybe it's, uh, Cal and Ariel back at their apartment. Maybe they're talking about money mm. or something like that. Just like mm. the sort of shit like people talk about, or or it could be a piece of jewelry or just something like that. Yeah. But yeah, and Google it's something, something the really two of quickly. them have like. Mm-hmm. No, no, keep going, keep going. Uh, but it's something. Yeah, it's something the two of them have cooked, doing the thing where they respect each other's space in the kitchen, which is you don't come into my zone, I won't go into your zone, everybody is happy, Um, (laughs) and sort of uh, meet at the table Mm -hmm. with what uh, what they've cooked. And I like to think it's like two different dishes that maybe don't especially go together. But they're having together because fuck it. This is what we made. <laughs> We're gonna eat it. Yeah. So great news, everyone. The price of gold in two thousand and four in January was four hundred and fifteen dollars. Per what? Uh, price of gold per what ounce? I yeah, think that's Troy ounce. ounce yeah. Um, that's usually okay. Yeah, it is significantly higher now. So okay. Oh, it's significantly higher now. I sold a Kruger and in uh, 2020 for eighteen (laughs) hundred dollars. So okay, but all right then. I've I've got an idea how we can get onto the subject of gold, though. So yeah, I mean, in in terms of the talking about money thing, like that would be what I would think Mm. of. Yeah. No, it's good. Um. But they're eating, and maybe they've been talking about just, like, the, like, yeah, no, this isn't fancy food, but this is good food. And just, you know, I can't abide by that really fancy bullshit. I just, I don't see the point. The thing for me with fancy shit is that, like, if you're not going to use it, then there's no point in having it, right? Sure. Like... But I mean, like, you know, like some of those Michelin restaurants, they put like edible gold leaf on stuff. I mean, you're just going to shit it out. (laughs) That is entirely pointless. It's a waste of money, especially now. Like, what was the price? Hold on a second. Now I need to check what the price price of gold in 2003 was. Oh, it was lower. It was lower at the end of 2003. So, so 
<laughs> for for a for a early young adult who is only just learning about mm. finance like finance and economics like mm. gold being mm-hmm. at four hundred dollars is riches mm-hmm. yeah so ariel's like you would not believe the amount i mean for edible gold leaf you probably wouldn't get that much in the gold market you know, price of gold is rising. <laughs> you, know, you know how many you know how many burritos I could get with the edible gold leaf that they put in these Michelin restaurants? Like, nah. <laughs> Why do you know about the gold market? Oh, uh, some family members left some gold jewelry that um, I was going to sell at some point when I decided to go back to school just to kind of help offset the loan costs. So I keep an eye on the, I keep an eye on the numbers to see if, you know, I mean, I don't know, like gold, Malachi said that once gold was worth a thousand dollars, but I have never seen it. So Mm. are you okay for money? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I have, like, a bunch of, like, old prize money scrolled away, and I'm not planning on going back to school anytime soon. It was, uh, you know, before, and she kind of, like, waves her hand a little bit. Before all of this, I was, you know, it was going to be a couple years, or if the injury, if my injury didn't heal, like, I was going to go back and, you know, but the prize money was going to run out eventually, so. Somewhere Dante is extremely mad, screaming, we have infinite money. <laughs> see, see. Now, now we do. But before, when Ariel was planning stuff before the war, she didn't uh, have infinite money. I mean, that's true. So this is all. This is all pre-existing plans. <laughs> but like, yeah, I have enough money now. Even if, even if we didn't have infinite money from Dante, like I could pay the rent on this place for another. And she kind of, like, does the math in her head. I don't know, 10, 11 months? Well, that's comfort, I guess. Yeah. And the, the smile is sort of awkward, but, like, genuine. I mean, it was all earned, right? Like, I didn't... Sure. So. It's nothing to be ashamed of. No, no, I guess not. It's just, you know, money is always such a tricky subject, especially like, you know, this is all, it's all savings. It's all, you know, it's earning interest eventually. I think I've got some savings bonds laying around too. And, you know, but it's not like I'm throwing lavish parties in the Hamptons, you know. I should hope not. You've not invited me to any. (laughs) You would be the first person on the list if I did, I promise. But I don't think you'd be into I mean, that either. Knows the party don't. St- what are you saying? You saying the party don't start till I get there? I mean, come on, <laughs> known party animal right here. Oh yeah, definitely. You <laughs> <laughs> know, I. It's, it's good to know, I guess. I mean, infinite money or not, it's just. I don't know. I don't trust. I don't know how long that's going to be viable, you know? Well, as long as we have it, we might as well <laughs> milk it for all it's worth. 
You know, what what other good sure. are they going to give us? Fair point. It's a bit of an adjustment. I'm not used to having this kind of disposable income. Mm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well. Uh, and they sort of like look like they're going to say something else and stop and just sort of like stir their food a little bit. And we can call that scene for the flashback unless you wanted to add something, Mac. No, I don't think so. Um, and I think as we come out of the flashback, uh, we see uh, Kel going through a box that's meant to be their stuff, but obviously where they packed up the apartment in a hurry, uh, it just happens to have this uh, jewellery box in and they open it and see this clearly sort of jewellery that is absolutely not Ariel's style. Um, and they just look at it and close it again with a snap and the scene ends. All right. Richard, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> Three of Hearts. Oh, perfect. This can this can go into what we were talking about, Richard. Oh, goody. <laughs> if you would like. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So three um, of hearts. Jesus Christ. So three of hearts is a toast. And things of sentimental value. So when Richard we were talking about uh having dinner. And I had already written down a set of handwritten recipe cards in three languages. Mm. And I DM'd Richard and I was like, I think Ariel would give these to Benny. So. Uh, those, those, they're all yours, Richard. <laughs> okay. So this is uh, probably about a day afterwards. Uh, Benny has driven the little boat out to the big boat. We've got to come up with different names. Yep, we do. (laughs) Um, He starts doing his usual deal of cooking for people and realizes that he doesn't have any of his family recipes with him. And he's digging around in the kitchen and comes across a, uh, what does it look like? Um, it's probably one of those just like snap top plastic boxes. Um, my parents have had one as long as I've been in memory of it. So there very easily would have been one in the early 2000s, just like one of those ones that you open the top up and the cards are with a little, like a little card deck inside. That's an absolute disaster because it has not been organized in years. <laughs> um, but um, 
Yeah, you open it up and they're in uh <laughs> written in English, Hebrew, and Thai. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, I bet y- probably Yiddish, not Hebrew. Um but there's a there's a couple of recipes in Yiddish and a couple that are in that are written in Thai. So Perfect. So Benny starts leafing through these and, and pulling out ones to they thinks might be good for the occasion and spends the next few hours cooking with what he's got on hand on the ship. And after a little while gets on the intercom and hey everyone, there's food if anyone wants to come join me. Uh, Kel will show up. You said this was like the next day? Yeah. Shit. No, Adrian didn't be there. Dante's asleep. He finally passed out at some point in time. <laughs> the Andalites are this all is there. Worse. I love it. Oh, the Andalites here. Okay, they can be there. That's just as bad. <laughs> Emotionally speaking. So there's plenty of food, everyone. Um, these were Ariel's family recipes. I found them in a box over there in the kitchen. Um, so dig in, eat well. And he pauses for a moment and just stares at the table. Then picks up his cup and raises it to the warrior who punched a bear. And then drinks and just walks out of the room. Oh, Benny. Hey, Kel, you're looks at. Kaseth looks at, at Kel and goes, she did what? <laughs> it, it was before I met the group, I believe. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. I, 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 can, I can believe it. I just don't know. Oh, it's lots I didn't know. It's fine. It's just cool. <laughs> Gaza doesn't know what a bear is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Gaza has actually seen a bear yet. <laughs> I don't know what a bear is, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google bears. You might get a different. I don't know if Google is that bad that at this point in time. No, it, yeah. it, that's fair. Also, it wasn't Google. I think we did. It was still like ask.com and mm-hmm. whatever. As I think it was still Ask Jeeves. Oof. Mm, good I think it's still You know what's upsetting? Mm-hmm. All three of the Andalites sitting in front of you look just a little bit like Ariel. Yeah. Well, the, one of the. This is paying off how Cal doesn't make eye contact with people. Uh huh. Yeah. I think maybe at the common. Like 
Ariel, uh, no, well, there we go. Kel looks up at Kayseth and looks like thinking like, oh, maybe uh, they'll explain what a bear is. Um, and then just sort of stops. I'm going to go. Um, enjoy the food, Benny's real good at, at cooking. leaves <laughs> oh these poor kids these poor kids Kayseth Kayseth who looks more like Ariel than the other two is just kind of like yeah that's fair enough <laughs> doesn't say that out loud <laughs> but is like yeah yeah Solon cleans up everything once they're done eating leftovers in the fridge mm-hmm hmm yeah, for the number of people on the ship, there's, like, enough food for a week. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no one to bring them casseroles, so, like... So yeah. Benny had to make them all. Christ. Yeah, Ask Jeeves was Ask Jeeves... Uh, Ask.com was Ask Jeeves until 2006. Jesus Christ. So True, um, but Google probably would have moved into having like major market share at this point, considering Gmail launches in April of two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, but the the main thing is like Ask Jeeves was the first search engine that that poised itself as being a natural language search engine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that was the big differentiating factor. It wasn't for a while until Google really got the hang of natural language queries. Also, as somebody who used Ask Jeeves for a very long time in their childhood because of the gimmick, Ariel absolutely would have continued to use Ask Jeeves. (laughs) Or, yeah, someone would have. I just realized that Ariel wasn't involved in this at all, and that was not what we were talking about, but... (laughs) Ariel would have been using Ask Jeeves. Probably right. giving Dante and Kellen aneurysm as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're at the top of the order. You're okay. up, Adrian. Okie dokie. Boop. <laughs> Jack, of, hey. Jack of spades. Oh boy! Oof, what a combo! Mm-hmm. So spades is unmentionable secrets, etc., and Jack is an unexpected arrival. Hmm. So I have an idea for unexpected arrival. Okay. Which um, is, if ahead. you want it, yeah, go ahead. The Horkbajir show up. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. The question is, has anybody told them what happened? We haven't had a way of getting in contact have. with them, have we? I specifically you told can... them not to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we would have, um, although we sent down the wire about, like, we're burned, don't come. Well, that does. They do have a means of being in communication because Kel would have set that up before they... Moved out to the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they still have the and ship. I feel like, yeah, uh, Kel would have sent word. Mm-hmm. Um, I can make this worse if you yes, like, please. August. 
Yes, please. Um, I would like another loaded dragon being pointed directly at my my heart. <laughs> my heart. Guns. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna ratchet this up a little bit, given the fact that the Hork Bajir are showing up, and we are going to say that what you stumble across is uh several half failed bombs. Hmm. Hmm. Where do I stumble across these? Like, does Ariel um, have a, a space that uh, that they would have been using as, like, a makeshift makeshift workshop? Yes. Pitch. One of the empty shipping containers. Yes. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, I think... I think Adrian is still doing the the aimlessly rattling around the ship every every few hours because there's just there's nothing to keep him occupied and like there's not really a good way to run so just like walking circuits around the ship and and just you know using that to try to blow off steam um when he finds the shipping container and realizes realizes what he's looking at i think he'd get dante as like the next or no not dante kel as like the next closest thing to somebody who tinkers Mm -hmm. um and just be like uh this looks kind of dangerous what do you think what all is it uh, it's some half-finished... Is it failed attempts or half-assembled? Failed. Mac. Failed. They they yeah. are they are duds. Adrian wouldn't know that, though. Adrian just sees <laughs> something that he knows that, you know, it, I'm assuming they look like other bombs that Ariel's made, so... Yes. Yeah, so... Adrian doesn't know that. He's just like, uh, Cal? <laughs> what, what do we... I'm trying to think what the... Like, mm. like they're in their room <laughs> if you go find them. Yeah. Adrian definitely goes goes and finds them and is just like, uh... I, we, we may have a, a problem. I... I think that I found something that's not really up to OSHA code. Is this the first time that Adrian has talked to anybody in the group? Yeah, probably since since uh, this started, unless anybody else, like, caught him somewhere. Because um, he's not, like, avoiding people. Yeah. He's just rattling around like i said he's he's just doing circuits and if he bumps into somebody or somebody bumps into him it's not like he's avoiding people so there may have been somebody that he bumped into and you know either a literal or figurative figurative sense and exchanged pleasantries with but this might be the first like meaningful interaction Hmm. like seeking somebody out kind of yeah exactly yeah um kill looks round at him and it's just like I'm very certain everything in our lives doesn't exactly match up to Osha 
specifications, but um, I'm assuming this isn't boat-related, OSHA, as uh, you didn't get Benny. Yeah, no, I mean... And they're, they're getting up. Yeah, Adrian. Adrian's just like, yeah, no, I mean, it, it could make things boat-related, but I hope not. I just... I... If the vagary is supposed to be assuring, it's failing miserably. But okay, lead on. <laughs> well, Adrian, Adrian's like as as he's leading uh, Kel to the shipping container. Uh, he's just like, I think I found some bombs. I don't think this is a really great way to store them. Um, <laughs> I don't want to blow a hole in the hull of the ship because, you know. Benny slash Dante paid a lot of money for this. And of course, Adrian's just focusing on the wrong thing at this point. We live here, Adrian. Well, I mean, that, that's another that that too reason, maybe. <laughs> OK. And um, yeah, we'll go and starts checking over and sees that uh, and starts dismantling stuff and can see what's failed but uh yeah just pull, starts pulling apart the component parts and it's just like fucking amateur work who told you how to fucking make a fucking bomb <laughs> <laughs> yank your boyfriend Cal. i showed you your once boyfriend. and then you Let just did it on your is- own that's this is misplaced anger to be clear <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I think we talked about like having the shipping containers, like the ones on top, like move. So there's like an area in between them where like the bug fighters mm-hmm. and the transport ship can land. Mm-hmm. So if we want to be in there when yeah the dads arrive. Yeah. Uh, as you're going through this shipping container, uh, familiar ship, uh, decloaks above you, um, and lands, uh, and Gra and Jet and Kala step out. Um, it is a little strange uh, because Gra and Jet have a few more scars than you remember them having, uh, and also Kala is significantly taller. Um, she's Porkbajir grow really fast, and she is growing really fast. Um, it's been what at least a month since they went away um so she is uh almost up to like gronjit's uh chest now kel Mm -hmm. did you actually say that the bombs were were failed or what you were doing with them um would have said okay i would have said like that okay i'm gonna disassemble these and as they get closer enough to examine go oh yeah no this is a failed okay so okay and and will say as such. Okay, okay. Just just checking because enjoying the opportunity to focus on something they can actually do right now. You know. Yeah. Um, I think uh, in that case, while Kel's doing that, Adrian like starts waving his arms and you know tries to flag flag down a uh, jet and gra and is is just like whoa 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 you can't be here. Uh, I think, uh, I think Gra fixes you with a stare 
um, <laughs> and says, are you going to try to keep us away? How, like, is there a threat, like an actual threat there? Yes and no. They're not going to hurt you. Uh, but they're, they, ex- if anyone tries to get them off the ship right now, they're going to, in- they intend to make that extremely difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Um, I think Adrian comes up to not not like fully up to uh up to them like the party and like holds out one hand and is just like I'm not going to fight you but we told you to stay away for a reason especially especially with with her and he like glances at Kala and he says we've it's not safe here uh Gra crosses his arms uh and looks down his beak at you um, and says, uh, we will determine what risks we do and do not take, little warrior. Um, and Jet kind of lays a hand on Gra's arm, um, and Jet looks a little less angry um and jet says uh we were told what happened who the fuck of course them? we came who told them <laughs> who told them kel kel did oh i mean if adrian asks that in character like kel can peep out of the shipping container at that point <laughs> No, I don't think Adrian, Adrian's, so Adrian's obsessed. So when he gets focused on something now, um, I think he stays focused yeah. on it. So he's focused on getting them off the ship. And mm-hmm. so he's just like, and that's why you can't be here. We can't lose anyone else. Uh, I think... I think uh, Jet and Kala kind of walk past Adrian. Um, <laughs> uh, and Gra puts his hands on Adrian's shoulders. Um, he seems uh, a little chastened by Jet. Um, uh, and he says... Let us worry about our safety. 
we we can't leave you alone at a time like this. And besides, we deserve to be able to pay our respects too. I feel like that's a good place to to end it on. Hmm. Okay. Do 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 do. Do 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 do. Two of clubs. That is collectibles, memorabilia, records, CDs, books, movies, and a two is a private moment. What is it that I'm finding, Gariel? <laughs> Should I make this joke now? Sure. Yes. Um, Do it. Uh, what you find is a, a signed poster of an obscure wrestler. You you may never have heard of him. Is he, he's called The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> it can also be in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm thinking. I'm com- composing the scene in my head. Um... <laughs> How, like, all right, so we fade to black on the Hork Vizier. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, we fade up, uh, back in the Kel, uh, in Ariel apartment. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, it is the morning in some way, shape, or form, uh. And, uh, like, the sun is coming up. The, uh, like, camera is fixed on Ariel's door. Ariel opens the door and walks out and immediately is, uh, assaulted by a stuffed, uh, humanoid-shaped doll. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. It's just like. What the fuck? Huh? <laughs> um and Dante like the camera pulls back and there's Dante. Um and Ariel has been uh whacked in the head by a WWF bone crunching buddies uh of <laughs> the Undertaker. Um <laughs> uh and Dante is like standing off to the side and is like uh happy birthday. <laughs> Did you have to throw it at my face? Well, I wanted to make sure that you caught it. I didn't want we can't we can't let the <laughs> we can't let uh, the leader of the Ministry of Darkness fall upon the ground. We'd have to burn him or something. <laughs> she did. She did catch him. <laughs> I want to be clear. I Mac know nothing about early two thousands Undertaker. It's fine. Don't worry. I'll carry this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, you're right, but you could have waited until I was further out of my room. I, what time is it? Uh, Dante glances around. Uh, it's uh, 7.30 in the morning. Did you sleep? Yes, I just woke up extremely early to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Ariel, Ariel laughs at that. Bend the elbow. 
Okay. It makes a crunching noise when you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I love this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry for screaming what the fuck in your face at 7.30 in the morning. But in fairness, you did throw a doll of the Undertaker at me before I was fully awake. Yeah, I'm glad the head didn't hit you. It seems hard. This is a terrible doll, frankly. <laughs> it is! There's too much hard his plastic on backwards. it. backwards! Yeah. She, like, holds it out. She's, like, his hips are backwards. I mean... I'm sure I'm sure it's anatomically correct to the real run undertaker. <laughs> He's mostly uh, this Dorito no. shape, right? Uh. <laughs> you like Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> I do like Doritos. <laughs> He's taller than this. Whatever, I don't care. <laughs> of course he's taller than this. This is a doll, Ariel. I didn't buy you the real Undertaker. She throws the doll back at him. <laughs> Why didn't you buy me the real Undertaker then, huh? <laughs> he is a man. I cannot purchase a man. Or maybe he's a demon. I don't know what he is currently. Uh, but uh, it's 2004, so he's is he in the... Is he in the biker gimmick? Oh, he's in the terrible biker gimmick now. I think so. I think he's in the terrible biker gimmick at this point. I did, like, cursory research on where he was in <laughs> 2004 to, like, to figure out if this bit would work. And then I went, you know what? I don't really care. Yeah, he's the biker taker. <laughs> um, it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, I can't buy you the real Undertaker. He's an undead biker. That's... They only sell certain things on eBay. You know how hard this was to find? They haven't made this for like three years. <laughs> um, she's she's just still laughing. She's she, and she takes her doll back. Um, and uh. And I think the camera pans around, uh, pans around Ariel. Ariel steps out of the doorway finally, and we see the signed poster of the Undertaker. Uh, the scene shifts back into Ariel's room on the boat of Dante standing there looking at, like, the room with a destroyed computer in the corner. He's holding the door open, and he just, like, closes it and walks away before walking in again. Mm -hmm. There you go. <laughs> Here we go. Alright, alright. I brought oh, I brought knives now, Mac. <laughs> Who brings <laughs> knives now? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Four of spades. Ooh. Uh four being a confrontation. Spades is back to secrets and all that fun thing. Oh. Mwah. What you got for me, Mac? I am going to DM this one to you, and you can read it. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hoping we were going to get four of spades at some point. Excuse me? <laughs> McCavity, I swear to Christ. <laughs> What the fuck? Yep. Huh. 
I told you I loaded the gun. What? Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So I think what this is is um And anyone can feel free to be the one that responds to this. I'll leave this sort of open. Um, but it's in it's in the present. So this is uh, the Hawk Bajir are aboard. Um Kel is in um one of the bathrooms. I know that uh, on the big ship all of the rooms have their own little one, but uh it's just in a bathroom. Um and happens to uh, be looking for, maybe they're looking for like some, uh, a particular kind of first aid thing and they don't have the right thing in their bathroom so they're looking for another one. And um, a little, um, I'm thinking like one of those little, uh, you know, the little plastic canisters that um, camera film used to come in that you could take to the mm-hmm. place to get developed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like one of those sort of like clatters down. And Kel, like, opens it up and sees, um, I think it's like a spent bullet, yeah, mm-hmm. Mac? Yep. That's clearly impacted with something. Um, because this, uh, as per Max messaged me, is the bullet that almost killed Ariel that she hadn't intended to save but couldn't bring herself to get rid of after she and Dante fought. So Kel is looking at this and just yells. <laughs> and anyone in the nearby vicinity is welcome to come in. As I said, just like... What the actual fuck? And like slams uh, their cane like down onto the counter, and he's just like looking at this in disbelief. Had she even cleaned it, Mac? Um, probably. I mean, uh. uh- I don't know how it fucking came out. <laughs> we'll say it like that. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's it, yes, yes. It's it's been cleaned. That feels weird and gross. Yeah, it's been run under the t- under the water in the faucet for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, okay. When I when I told Danielle this, by the way, I got the message back. Oh, you meant a literal bullet. <laughs> 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 And I was like, yes, a literal bullet. (laughs) Also that. (laughs) (sighs) Who rushes towards Kel's yelling? Oh, uh, probably me. I'll go. This seems good. I'll go. Yeah. Me, Dante. Dante. (laughs) Dante is here. The most comforting person <laughs> in this situation. I <laughs> like, is the bathroom, I'm assuming the bathroom is shut or did you shut the door behind you? Or? No, I left, 
no, because I wasn't using the bathroom. I was just looking in the cabinets. Okay. Like so. skitters around the corner, risky business style. And it's like, are you okay? <sighs> Why the fuck is there a spent bullet in the medicine cabinet? I don't know. Why? Why would you keep that? I don't. Is being shot something you would want to linger on? Uh, it's hard not to. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. Sorry, I just, I don't understand. I don't know. War trophy? I I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, fact that... And I think, uh, are you, like, holding this bullet? I think it's, sort of, like, clattered into the mm. sink. But, like, the stopper's down, so it's not going anywhere. So okay. It's just there in the sink. Let's let's say for clarity's sake that something else that is clearly aerials is also there, just so it's hard to miss. Who's yeah, 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 yeah. This is air, if, like, whatever. We're in bathroom. Ariel's bathroom. Who knows? Um, this is the bathroom that was closest to Ariel's room. Yeah. Um, sure. And or it's one with better yeah. lighting, like yeah, a bigger bathroom. Mm -hmm. So uh, Dante uh, comes over and is like. Sometimes it's Sometimes you like scars because they remind you of a thing that happened. Something that you can learn from that you can move forward from. And we don't really get those anymore. Not in a real sense. So picks it up and looks at it. Um But uh, I don't know. Maybe it was a trophy. Maybe it just seemed interesting to Ariel. I have no idea. Uh, I don't even know. Can't tell you what happened to me. I'm sure it's, I guess it, like, now that Dante's, like, sitting there thinking about it, like, I don't know what happened to me after I healed. I guess it's rolling around on the deck of the ship somewhere? Or I absorbed it? Could be. It could, it could just be in your body. Oh, that's great to know. That's great to think about <laughs> Um. See, in my head, it just like popped out like I'm fucking Wolverine or some shit like that. It depends on where it was <laughs> yeah. and how your body changed when you morphed. Yeah. Maybe I just ate it. Maybe it's, you know, in one way or another, it's a part of me now. 
Um, Gross. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Was that in character or you, no, that's, Brian? <laughs> that's in character. <laughs> um, okay. I think Dante, like, like, uh, like, wraps his hand around this thing and is like, There's not a whole lot of reason for us to keep this. I think we have enough scars to remember now. I am so fucking mad <laughs> why and I don't know what to do with it being mad not the bullet yeah, thing yeah. do you want to not be mad anymore or do you want to have a place to put it I'd love to not be mad anymore okay you got any ideas? Because I'd really fucking love to hear it. I don't know. No. It, I think, like, Dante, like... For one, Dante quickly puts this bullet in his pocket, I guess. Because I've got to put it somewhere. Because I want my hands back. Uh, and, <laughs> like, touches Kill's shoulder. Uh, and is like, anger is the hardest thing to get rid of because you get mad at whatever it is that you're mad at, the universe, a person, a thing, and then you get mad at yourself. Because you can't control yourself well enough to stop from being mad. And it becomes the cycle of just being angry. Because then <laughs> you're mad at yourself. Then you get sad that you can't control this. And then you get mad again that you can't control that. And you have to find where the break in the loop is. Because otherwise you're just going to continue spiraling down. And sometimes you just got to spiral for a little while. got to hang on. You got to let it toss you around. And do your best not to hit anything else while you're spinning. But I'm here to tell you that if you're mad... It's okay to be mad. The world is unfair and uncaring. And it's okay to be mad at it. But there's not a whole lot of use in being mad at people who can't answer for the thing that made you mad. There's not a whole lot of use on being mad at you because you're only doing the thing that comes natural. 
and Kel sort of like pushes themselves off the wall that they were sort of half leaning against. I appreciate you trying. And then they walk out. Thank you.